What's up, snitches? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gossip with Meredith and Steph. This week, we've got not only the Bachelorette recap, but we're back with another recap of Siesta Key. What's up for Gossip of the Week? For Gossip of the Week, we got a lot to say this week. We're going to first start off with the TikTok versus YouTube fights. Then we're going to move into Billie Eilish, and we're going to finish her off with good old Caller Daddy and Alex Cooper. Let's get into it. kick off this recap of The Bachelorette. First, they start with the group date, and it's kind of like a sex gimmick date where it's like, who's the best lover? And they're doing like stand-up comedy. And they're trying to come up with something to prove to Katie why they are the best lover. So naturally, the producers, being the absolute scum of the earth, are putting Mike the Virgin on there. Of course. Of course, it's really uncomfortable. Naturally. Because they start off before they're doing like their own stand up, like personal, like, uh, you know, what is it called? Like, before they're like, yeah, their skits, they're performing. They do these little like questions, like they always do, like the schoolroom questions. Everyone has a wipe up board and they're asking trivia and you try to answer it. This poor Mike guy who no one knows that he's a virgin, he's super religious, saving himself for marriage. Well, also, it's the first fucking group date. First group date. Like, we're already getting into it. And and the producer said, we're gonna bring you on this group date specifically. Good luck. They, he's, they're all having to write down. They're asking, like, how many people have you slept with? What's your favorite sex position? When's the last time you had sex? Yep. And he's just having to put a question mark on the board for each time. They're going through each person's answer, and they're like, oh, Mr. Mysterious, question mark again. You can tell the stress. Like, he's so No, I upset. was actually fucking pissed. Me too. I feel really bad for him. I would say this is the same thing as if the Bachelor producers forced someone to come out. Yes. gay or something like you're essentially holding a gun to their head and saying right that you're a virgin on this whiteboard there is no cop outs right and it's not even like he he's been even saying this whole time it's not like he's not going to tell Katie it's not like he's not going to say it but he's like I wanted to tell her on my own terms and now how do I in the middle of this game we're playing with all these dudes around me am I supposed to how do I participate first of all without lying right and then second this isn't the spot and you guys chose me out of all of the guys to come do this to expose my secret he thought he was going home he's like katie's such a sex positive girl if i say she's a virgin i'm getting sent home he's already insecure and then it's also like imagine having like all these other dudes looking at you and it's like he probably feels like he's being like he would be judged or you know what there's a lot that comes with it because he's the only one out of all of these these people that is a virgin and it's not like he's just gonna change his mind tonight and he'll have sex tomorrow it's like he is waiting till he is married so it's like The judgment that comes with it blows because he's not changing his mind. And I didn't know if he was like, you know, I was kind of like at first, all right, like not that big of a deal. But when he was crying in the interview behind the scenes, I go, he, this is stressing him out so much. Like I actually feel bad where if I was him, I was looking at producers in the interview. I'd be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. I felt like it was also like when the producers forced Matt to have that conversation with his dad on camera. Yes. Really personal things that should not be forced. Yeah, exactly. Also, can we just make a point? Why does Bachelor Nation, like, focus on virgins so much? As if they are some random species of society. It's like, who gives a fuck? Like, if you're literally, like, over, like, 18, they're like, oh, if you're a virgin, it's like, gotta be known. It's gotta be known that you're a virgin. It's like, who cares? Who honestly gives a shit? Once they went guns blazing with that being Colton's whole thing. Oh, yeah. They can't drop it. And so after the whole questionnaire, all the guys have to do their little gimmick, their little skit. In front of 
everyone. Like, I get so And nervous. even in front of the other guys. They brought them yeah. in to be the audience. So, once again, it's so embarrassing. Like, if I was on the show, I would die in this moment. And, and Mike was like, so all of the guys that go before him, you know, because he's up there. He's prepping to go and perform. But he's like, I don't have anything to really do a gimmick of because I haven't had sex. Like, I don't know what to say. And I don't want to be a phony and act like I have. Right. And he's like, I'm watching all the other guys do all these funny skits. And he's like, and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, my my performance is totally different. Oh, my God. I mean, like, Connor, the teacher, he nailed it with his song. Yep. Like, that was amazing. Trey with the puppet show. Everybody kind loved that. Kind of a that. weirdo. That was a little bit strange the, for me. I thought it was kind of weird, but everybody loved it and thought it was so funny. Like, right. Katie ate it up. Right. Everybody did a little bit of a different thing. Carl... Carl does this whole sex ed teacher thing and it's so funny because when we were watching it and all the guys started talking shit to him I was actually feeling bad for Carl I'm like I hate when the guys do that where they like gang up on somebody while they're trying to perform and this dude is out here trying to do his fucking best and you guys are berating them from the sidelines right and it's like because I always I always think of like if I was in their shoes like how nerve-wracking it is to get up there in front of all of your peers literally like and the girl that you're trying to impress and pull a performance out of your ass that you just had to make up 20 minutes minutes ago and so I felt I did feel bad too where I'm like wow they are really berating Carl where it's like you're embarrassing someone in front of other people on purpose like that's where it's awkward yeah exactly and Connor the teacher of course just an angel the only one sticking up for Carl being like come on guys let's be nice he's like we all did a great job getting up there you know like let's give us that like for real it's nerve-wracking however Mm -hmm. I did see on Nick Vile's podcast Vile Files he had on the comedian that hosted the group date Mm -hmm. and she said that Carl's whole spiel was almost 20 minutes. 18 and a half minutes is what the producer said. So no wonder the guys are fucking berating him and talking shit to him. I mean, like, not saying that's good, but they're like, dude, it's been 20 minutes. Everybody else's skits were like three to five. What is going on? How do you even come up with that much content? And also, it's like he's supposed to be his, like, career, Carl's, is like being a motivational speaker. Yeah. Um, who are you speaking to motivationally for 20 minutes of pulling shit out of your eyes? I'd be like, can this dude stop talking if he was performing for, like, my school or something exactly apparently like the comedian that hosted the group date uh she said to him when he said that he wanted to do a six segment sex ed class she goes why don't we keep it to three and he said no six and six only <laughs> like so 20 minutes they like, tried no to wonder th- these guys are like, like all right dude like quits buddy for real the whole overall group date was very crazy until mike Mike was the last guy to go and he was shitting bricks. But when he gets up there, he delivers the most thoughtful, beautiful, because emotional speech. And he brought Katie up there to the point where she's crying. Fuck it. I was crying at this point. I'm like, wow, this is huge. Right. And I heard a great point. Everyone went like straight on like sex gimmicky. He went romance. And he said, that's the difference. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to be a great lover. Because I've saved myself this entire time and I know what it takes. And I'm like, oh, holy shit. shit. 10 out of 10 in my book. And how great of him, the virgin, to win the sex game. Yeah. No, thank you. So now let's move on to the first one-on-one. And surprisingly, Katie chose Greg. I feel like that's like a no-no in Bachelor history. You know, it's like if you get the first impression, Rose, you don't always get the first Oh, yeah. Like Abigail. Abigail got the first impression, Rose. Stole the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) I'm like, Abigail, we didn't see her again, really. She never got the time of day after she got the first impression rose. Exactly. So for Greg to get the first impression rose and the first one-on-one, that is huge. Huge. And wow, was it amazing. I mean, everything it could have been, I guess. They were at like this spot in um New Mexico 
where like Katie used to go with her dad growing up for like fishing like out in the country in the mountains so it's like it was like a an area where she's like got a lot of like memories and feelings and history there right and so she takes Greg there and you know then Katie starts to like, get a little emotional because she's her father passed away and she's talking to Greg about it she's like we used to come here all the time and fish like it's just like a really special spot for me and that's why I brought you here because you know this is me I want you to see it and so Greg is sitting there and He's being a really good listener. I first was like, I'm not getting a lot of uh, reassurance or consoling out of him when no. she's like sobbing. In this moment, I was feeling like this was not easy. Right. Like their conversation wasn't flowing. Like back at the first impression rows, you know, like talking, it was flowing super easy. On the one-on-one, -on -one, it was awkward. There was a lot of pauses, a lot of silence. You know, obviously it's like sad. She's like crying. You know, right. it's like Greg isn't really knowing what to do in this moment. However, once we get to the dinner date, it all comes full circle. Right. And I think though, the vibe that we are getting like of him, you know, not being super like of almost kind of being awkward while she's crying. He's probably the kind of person that doesn't handle other people like being upset and crying. Like he he's uncomfortable with that. A lot of people are really uncomfortable when other people cry. Exactly. Because you know? he doesn't know what to say. And also it's like, what can I really say to you that's going to make you feel better? Like you just got to let it out and let's say, here and think about your dad you know exactly so then we go to the dinner date and you know katie is kind of like bringing up you know the whole day emotional date. date they had exactly everything to do with that and how you know it was like a happy date for them but you know it did make her a little sad yeah. being at that spot thinking about her dad and greg drops the bomb that his dad has also passed away two years ago yeah and after she found that out, if I was her, I'd be like, oh my God, I've been crying about my dad I know. all day. I've been milking my sob story. Like, you know what I mean? It's like she's, which I was really also respecting for because it's like, like for real, this he, was a moment for her to reminisce and have memories with her father. Like this was a day for her and let her have that moment and feel her feelings. Right. Instead of being like, well, I also lost my dad. Let's talk about me now. You know? Yeah, no, he totally let her have her day. And that's what she said. She goes, what did she say? She goes, the gift you gave me today of just genuinely like just being with me to let me like re reminisce over these memories like right when she started talking to him and she gave him that spiel about yeah. the gift and she was getting really choked up like oh my god waterworks cue the waterworks right. it was it, so real the bachelor lacks that all the time exactly realness like yeah. you could tell she was not that people on the bachelor are fake crying but something about her getting choked up yeah felt so real right and it's like it also reminded me of them being able to kind of like bond over that a little bit reminded me of the moment where Tasha found out that Zach was also had been divorced too and that made them so much closer immediately once she found out that he was in the same boat as her and it was like I feel like this is gonna skyrocket their relationship too absolutely and we're just gonna throw this in yeah. real quick guys. we're hearing rumors around the mill so similar to Matt and Rachel if you guys listen to our podcast when we covered The Bachelor last season very first episode, we brought up the fact about Rachel's racist allegations. And we were like, not sure if this is true or not, but this is circulating around TikTok. And then guess what? It ended up being true and it affected the whole season. So similar to Rachel, we are hearing things about Greg. We are hearing things that he's manipulative. We're hearing things that he's an actor trying to boost his career. And, and then he went it, to acting school. Right. And that he um, is actually like living at in like his parents' basement or something and has no job. They said something like, how are you supposed to go into something acting like you're ready for a full future and engagement when you can't even like, when you have no income? Or right, something like never that. provided for yourself. Yeah, you can't even provide for yourself. And I mean, guys, it's coming from different people. Different girls are writing in. Ex-girlfriends. But we are going to take this with a grain of salt just because it's like, if you're going to imagine like the guy you all can't stand, each and every one of you out there has yeah. a dude that you just don't vibe with, your ex that you yeah. can't fucking stand. If they were to randomly blow up on The Bachelor, 
it would and be being like the front runner and being the front runner you all would write into and be like this dude sucks he fucking blows you know if it's like i was the front runner on the show oh how many people would be reaching out with all sorts of garbage where it's, it's like, like coming God. out of the woodwork i feel like with this the allegations against him that he's just manipulative and lazy and just trying right. to be an actor those aren't really substantial for me enough where it's yeah. like okay, I'm going to need proof if you're going to say that. Then right. until then, I'm going to just say, Greg, we like you, and I see a future with you and Katie. Yeah, and I will say that after listening to Katie, she went on Chicks in the Office, and they asked her, they're like, I know you can't tell us, like, you know, if you're engaged or who you're with or whatever, because, like, the season's premiering right now. But they're like, are you happy? And she goes, yeah, totally gave it away. Based off of the interview with Katie, I am almost positive that she is not engaged. Yeah. And I heard it too when she said it. I go, oh, that, your tone of voice and your answer to that is absolutely that you aren't with anyone. Right. And I mean, we did say that we kind of got bad vibes from Greg. Right. You know, it's like if he ends up being the winner, like, are you going to end up fucking her over like Jen? Is that right. what we're going with right. here? Who knows? Because even she, Katie was saying, she's like, I do not know anything about these guys besides what they're telling me to my face. Exactly. It could be a whole sham. Exactly. And it's like, that's exactly what happened with Jed. Yeah. You know, it's like Jed went on the show to boost his music career. Yeah. Maybe Greg is going on to boost his acting right. career. And, and he's doing a famous. damn good job so far. Yeah, he is. If this is an act. <laughs> if, I mean, literally, if this is an act, he's he got me sold. Next time he goes in for an audition, he just brings Bachelor and says, this is my portfolio. Literally. Look at how great I did. Take a look at these couple clips. <laughs> I'm auditioning for a rom-com right now. So then we move on to the second group day. And of course, it's something to do with the boys fighting each other. The boys are fighting. It's a stupid, like, Western mud fight. And you guys know how we feel about any type of date where it's like feats of strength. Let me show you how strong I am. Any I, sort of like physical combating of strength, no. girls so, or boys, especially guys. Yeah, because they take it too far. You're, and it's like, who wants to be the guy that's like the pussy that doesn't win? You know, it's like they all got their egos trying to be the manly man. They want to fucking win the wrestling match. Well, I feel uncomfortable. I feel awkward for whoever loses. And when they're trying too hard, everything about it really gets us. And also, like, I was getting some very sexual vibes out of this. I'm like, is also, this Brokeback Mountain <laughs> point two? Like, literally, the rolling around in they're, the mud with the cowboy hat. They're splashing mud on each other like kids, like, joking around, like, trying to get each other, like, messy. Rolling around. I go, no way. Are yeah, we like an oil mud bath? <laughs> hey. So... Obviously, all of the guys did a great job, but we're here to talk about Cody and Aaron, the forefront of the group date. So once again, kind of like Mike, the producers are setting it up saying, hey, Aaron and Cody, we know you guys hate each other in real life. Now your time to wrestle in front of Katie. Because we were talking about last week from the premiere where it was like randomly Aaron was like talking shit to Cody being like, I don't like you. I've never liked you. And we've been sitting on that since. Right. So this comes to full fruition because producers said these two got beef. Let's get them in the mud pit. Let's get them in the fucking room. Yeah. Of course, it's really uncomfortable. And Katie and Tasha and Caitlin are all picking it up right away that there is some tension. A lot of tension. They're not even, when they call them out to fight each other, neither of them are even looking each other's in the eyes. No, they've been waiting for this moment. Honestly, I bet Aaron has been waiting to kick Cody's ass. If I'm being forced to know, I don't want to have to like put this online. Because if, if I was fighting my arch enemy and it's like on national TV, if I lose this, there goes any like backbone and ego I fucking have. So it's yeah. like, I have to win. So now it's like game on. Aaron wins the fight, and after Aaron wins, you know, it's time to give the belt. Who wins? And producers, once again, holding a gun to Katie's <laughs> head, saying, give this to Aaron to make Cody lose his mind. Literally. Like, they said, 
who fought with the most heart and they gave it to Aaron. It's like they're only giving it to Aaron because they'll know it's going to absolutely fucking send Cody. Yeah. And, if you wanna, if and we're you, about to get the deets out of Aaron on what the beef is. Exactly. It's like if you want to talk about who fought with the most heart out here, it's John the bartender smiling ear to ear while getting his ass beat. Literally. <laughs> and the guy fighting him is like, I don't even want to fight him. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body. And that's when he was like splashing him <laughs> with the mud. Like, yeah. come on, get your little dirty. <laughs> so after Aaron gets the belt... He goes over and talks to Katie and basically just spells out a whole bunch of adjectives about Cody. I will never get over this whole thing. We we have no details. All we know is that basically Aaron was basically putting Cody's character on the line saying like he's he's manipulative, he's malicious. And he's like, everything that I look for, that you would look for in a person, in a friend, a relationship, anything, he lacks those skills. Yes. And like that right there, it's like, he's absolutely like, there's got to be like a girl in their friend group or something that this dude went too far with shit or like. Right. Cause he did say something about like shit he's posting online. Yeah. Like something really bad went down between the two of them. And if he's not even willing to say. Yeah. That's what I was going to say where it's like, Aaron isn't even willing to air that dirty laundry. He's just saying you shouldn't fucking trust this. Right. At the same time, it's like. I think about, you know, it's like, say, you know, two girls really hated each other. They each have their reasoning. There's two sides to every story. Why people don't like each other. It's like, Aaron, Cody, why don't we spell out what the fuck happened? And then she can make her decision. Because it's like, all we're getting is adjectives here. He's mean. He's annoying. He's malicious. He's manipulative. It's like, because of what? Right. I, that's like the whole thing with Aaron and Cody. That's what I don't like. It's like we yeah. did genuinely didn't learn anything. No. So what are we even taking sides on here? But then when it's Cody's turn to defend himself to Katie, he doesn't defend himself whatsoever. Literally completely doesn't even try to even lie to keep himself there. It's like he doesn't even have any sort of like, I was caught doing something that's not true. He does the most stupid thing you can do. And he goes, I don't know what he's talking about. Right. Oh, Aaron hates you this much. You guys know each other personally, but you have absolutely no idea what it's he's like, talking there about. There must be multiple things then, because if you're not willing to say what it is right. before he does, he's scared that it's going to be that Aaron's talking about something different than what he's thinking. You know, right. it could be all sorts of shit. And it's like that right there alone blatantly just says that Aaron is telling the truth over Cody. Absolutely. I mean, we Katie, even, Katie completely knew. She was like, she's like, he didn't even try to defend himself. He was, if someone came and confronted me with the same exact topic and I was like saying I was in the wrong about being a malicious person and I felt like my character's on the line. She's like, it would immediately, you, you would be able to see on my face how astonished I would be and me trying to defend my, my character and my actions. And she goes, and he had none of that. It literally seemed like he was reading cue cards. She goes like, so what happened? He goes, no, I don't know what he's talking about at all. That is not factual. It's like, what is not factual? What is? We have no idea. (laughs) And I cannot wait. We we will find out. We have to. I feel like we're not gonna. They're not gonna spell it out for us. Aaron? Cody's already gone. So Aaron's in the clear. What's your cell? (laughs) I just need to know so I can sleep tonight so all of this all happening after the mud pit group fight so it's like the the group date cocktail party and so she sends cody home and she's all upset because she like she's hearing that cody's here for the wrong reasons now she's got all sorts of doubts in her head katie's so upset right and so she's like and all the guys are sitting there like that aren't a part of the beef they're like all right well now it's like kind of ruining everyone's night including katie's because like she's not in the mood to talk to anyone and katie storms out you know she's like i just need a minute by myself And Andrew S., which we, you know, we were annoyed with him about the British accent on the first episode, but he came around for me a little bit on this episode because when she, you know, storms out, it's always like, do they want someone to follow them or do they actually want to be alone? But Andrew S., or they call him Drew now. 
Oh, okay. I heard one of the guys call him Drew. Okay. So I'm like, Drew. Drew it is. So Drew follows Katie out and he's like, I want to just go real, like, just go talk to her for a minute. And so he literally, instead of like making about anything else, it's like all he did was genuinely like sit her down and be like, I think you just need some reassurance right now. Cause not all of these guys are bad guys like Cody. Totally settled her down and heard her out. And like, I think she immediately, her mood has slipped around. And then she spent the whole night talking to the rest of the guys. Oh, totally. And like, Andrew has totally took the time to really be genuine and make her feel better. And he read the room. He did he it did. at the right time. He, he did. gave her a few minutes by herself, but then he did come up and step up yeah. and, you know, take her away. Yeah. And Which it, is a scary position because yeah. you could go up to her and she would be like, not get away mood. from me. Get away yeah, from and me. also, how do you make sure you're saying the right thing where it's like, if she's not in the mood to fucking talk, he said it the... Uh, exactly what she needed to hear to turn her night around. Absolutely. So all the guys are finally getting Katie's mood up. We're good. Yeah. And Andrew ended up sealing the deal with the group date rose. rose. Of course. Perfection. So now let's move on to the rose ceremony cocktail party. Katie comes in in the green dress that we all saw from the promos where yep. she is bitching out the guy. So I go, here it is. Yep. Here and you know it what? Is. Vibes are up since Andres came in and really turned things around after the whole Cody situation. You know, vibes are up. We're back to, you know, everyone's on good standings. Yes. And she's talking to the guys. Everyone's having a good time. And I will commend yes. Katie because she did something that not all the bachelorettes do. She realized that Michael was the only guy. And can I talk about that really fast? Why the hell? Why are we just choosing one guy? Why not choose two or three? There are two full group dates and a one-on-one. And only out of all of those dates and all of those guys, Michael is the sole person that doesn't get to participate in any of it. Exactly. Like you couldn't really squeeze one One guy. guy. Exactly. And it's like, if you're going to have one guy sit in the house, at least have another one with him. Yeah. At least like three of them or something. You know, a couple people. It's not just him. Yeah. So when Katie goes to acknowledge the guys and do the toast, like to kick off the cocktail night she immediately looks at michael and says michael can i pull you for a second let's go chat thank you before anyone could steal her before anything else she said michael i am giving you my sole attention right now let me grab you you didn't get any time with me this week you're the first stop let's go that right there is what i'm talking about i love when the like the leads do shit like this the right right thing they're reading the room and they're realizing of everyone's feeling for real and especially michael's because he's the guy he's got a kid at home which is another (laughs) fucked up thing that they didn't put him on any of the group dates he's sitting alone in this huge house while all the guys are out on all these dates and shit and it's like my kid is sitting at home and I've already talked to you about this and I'm just sitting on my fucking ass (laughs) who knows when I'm gonna get time and then it's cocktail party rose ceremony I'm gonna get sent home exactly she steals him oh and she just turns it around and something about Michael I love him so much so cute and I don't know what it is it's probably just his sweetness yeah he's sweet without being creepy and weird yeah like when he's talking to her exactly he is just quirky he reminds me of Evan Bass but better yes Love him. And then when they're having their conversation, their conversation is flowing. There is no awkward pauses, nothing. And he looks at her and he goes, can I kiss you? But in the sweetest way, I love that he asked consent. You know, he's trying to do everything right. And it's like, when guys ask, can I kiss you in a weird moment like that, it can You never should. You never should. But in some cases it works. Exactly. It's probably like, I'm feeling the vibe right now, but it's also like, I don't know how you're feeling because you've had dates with all these other dudes. Like, is it okay that I kiss you too? Exactly. And it was perfection. It wasn't like he was trying to force it. He was feeling the moment, but he didn't want to just go and, right in. And he it. wasn't just slamming his tongue. Like, oh, I get one kiss. She said, yes, let me slam my tongue down her face. It was a great kiss. And I love that after they were done kissing too, he grabbed both so of her hands, cute. kissed her hands. It's like when Michael is talking to her, you can tell he is fully present. It's a blessing he is, that he is talking to her. He cherishes every moment. Seriously. He naturally has like the, like 
a boyfriend mentality of like, yes. like things that our girls expect from boyfriends. Like he naturally has it where it's not like he's trying to be Mr. Smooth. He's not trying to be Mr. Cool and like, totally. you know, kissing your hand to be weird. It's like, he's naturally just like so authentic in everything he does that it works. It's amazing. It works for him. Absolutely. I wouldn't say he's the model showstopper out of the group, but he's damn there up there personality wise. And he's really not that bad looking. No, he's, he's cute. cute. He's cute. There are other guys that are models. I'm sorry. We can't all be fucking tens. Exactly. Um, So the night is starting off on a fucking high after Michael. It's like he (laughs) nailed the first one-on-one time with Katie. And then Carl walks in and steals Katie away. And we are just now, like I said, getting past the whole Cody being here for the wrong reasons, getting sent home, Katie being upset about all the guys being here for the wrong reasons. We are just now getting to good vibes and getting past it. And, of course, Carl is coming in to absolutely ruin the night. He said, I need to make this about me. I don't know how, but no (laughs) one can be happy around here. And what he did, I was watching this roll out as if it's a fucking textbook. It's like what Carl was essentially trying to do is he was like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to be the knight in shining armor. And I'm going to say, hey, there's guys in this house that aren't here for you, but I'm here for you. And you can trust me that I have your back. And she cuts him off. So he goes, hey, there are guys here in this house that aren't here for you. And she cuts him off right there. And she goes, who? Tell me names. Tell me faces. I want to fucking know. Who, what, where, when, and why? And he keeps saying like, ah, sorry, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you to the point where she's now annoyed. And then he goes, I want to tell you this though. He goes, I wanted to finish this. You know, I'm here for you. I'm here for the right reasons. And I'm going to have your back in the house. But it's like all he did in that moment when he was trying to sound and seem like the knight in shining armor, all he did was just nail and rail fucking doubts into her head. Literally spewing lies into her brain to manipulate it so that he looks like the good guy. It was all manipulation. No one said shit. No, he has not a single name, a single ounce of any sort of proof of any of the guys, any inklings. Even. No, all he has no inklings. She goes, you don't even have to tell me names. Just give me an example. And he said, no, he doesn't so, have anything. Exactly. He literally is making it up when they had finally just gotten to Kate, getting Katie to like in a good mindset of like being able to have a good time with the guys tonight. Right. And it's like the other cocktail party got fucking ruined. Exactly. And I know that this is like the tale is oldest time where it's like the lead is always mad at the, all the contestants. Like who's not here for the right reasons. Yeah. That's always a thing but it's like honestly if you think about being in their position as a bachelorette it's like I could get fucked over so bad I don't and know like any a of moron. you fuckers it's like I literally have no idea who you people are you could be Hannah B where it's like yeah. you fall for the dude that's fucking you over yeah so it's for- like honestly I get her being yeah. emotional upset it's like we just got over Cody and clearly right. Cody didn't have anything good to say or anything good to add so she's finally getting past it just for this to come And up. guess what? Before Carl went and ran his mouth to fucking Katie, he was telling the guys that he was going to do some shit like that. And all the guys were like, bro, come on, let's drop. Because he was trying to put more shit in their heads too, where he's like, yeah, no, I still think there are some guys around here. And they're like, just stop, Carl. For stop. real. And he still goes and pulls that shit to Katie. So now Katie's off the chang, fucking oh. like just ready oh. to fucking light it up in there. She's so mad. Yeah. She's had it with these fucking she dudes. She goes and she confronts all of them. And this part cracked me up because she is on fucking 10. I mean, she is livid. And she, after her whole spiel of like yelling at every single guy in the house, she turns and she goes, Aaron, can you come with me? He straight up thinks he's getting called to the principal's well, office. Because it's dead silent. Yeah. She goes, no one has anything to say. I've been told that there are guys here, like some, some of you aren't here for the right reason. She goes, no one's got anything to say speak up who is it who is it and then finally she goes Aaron 
meet me outside. <laughs> like, let's talk. He goes, what? What? He's like standing up. He goes, why? And like, they're walking and he's like, what's going on? Like, he's like, he, I barely just made it through you sending Cody home. And, and whenever you're the one that talks shit about other people in the group and get them sent home, you usually get sent home too. If exactly. you're a part of the drama, they don't want anything to do with it. Exactly. So he's like, damn like they are all besides carl because he's the one that put this shit in her head the little weasel they're all sitting there dumbfounded like i have genuinely no clue they are all like who is it then who who's the bad guy because everyone's like what the fuck we have no idea what you're talking about at all and katie's thinking all y'all know what the fuck i'm talking about exactly so when she pulls aaron outside aaron is thinking he's in trouble he's in the principal i was no me i thought he was too and she turns it around and she goes you i trust you like what is going on in the house and by him saying, I have no idea over and over, I feel like almost him saying that was making, it was her, making her mad. It was making her mad and not trust him because she is in her head thinking everybody in the house knows no what the fuck is yeah. going on. And, or, and Aaron is just genuinely trying to be like, I have no, no idea. idea and no one else in there does either. And so then while Aaron's like with Katie and he's kind of, he's getting grilled over there about what the fuck. And all the guys are sitting there and they're like, who ran their mouth to Katie? Who was it? And they're everyone's silent. And they're all like, it was one of us and finally carl raises his hand he was like listen he go- he kept saying just listen guys listen listen yeah, listen but- listen because you got nothing to fucking say and also really quickly i want to tell you my whole theory about carl okay because i guaranteed the producers pulled some fucking shit oh and they went up to carl and they said hey 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 yes you should go confide in katie and just you know like tell her that you know you're the one to be trusted and that you're here for the right reasons and they know carl's brain and how like of a fucking schizo he is yeah. so they're like oh he'll do it he'll do it yeah so he goes up says that to her trying to look like the knight in shining armor it bites him in the ass but to all the guys he can't be like hey the producers told me to say that right he's just like hey 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 guys i listen listen and then they're all in there they're like and then he tries to turn it around where multiple things first he says that katie asked him if she can trust everyone in the house or whatever. Like, no, he brought it up to her. I hate that shit. Me too. It's like, do not act like you were asked that question. You brought it up. Yep. And you didn't need to. And then second, where he's like, I, I don't feel comfortable. Uh, the guys that we're talking about here are like, they're dirty laundry out. Like, that's for them to come out and say. Like, that is for them to say. They're like, then why'd you bring it up to Katie? Because he literally has nobody or anything in mind. No, he's like, uh, he goes, whoever did it, step forward. Step forward. And it's like, literally, if fucking is like Bubble Buddy, SpongeBob's a visible friend. Literally. It's like Bubble Buddy fucking did it. Everyone's like, hey, come on out. Like, Carl's like, hey, the dude that did it, come step forward. It's like, really? They're all sitting there like, what well, are then you who actually is talking about? What are you talking about? Because they're all like, we're all good. Cody was the only issue and he's out. So why are we back to not only square one, but like way even further lower in vibes than we were before? Yeah. Because now she thinks there's numerous guys in the house that are up to something. On top of already being pissed about it, where she also, she was already not trusting anyone. And then here we go. Carl putting all the shit in her her fucking head. So finally, you know, uh, Aaron's over with Katie being like, dude, I literally, I'm so sorry. I have nothing to say. I have no idea what this is about. He has no idea at this moment that Carl is the one that ran his mouth to her. So he walks back into the guys and he goes, Katie's out there upset because somebody said something to her and put this shit in her head. And they all go, we got the culprit right here. It's Carl. Because Aaron had no idea. If Aaron would have known talking to Katie that it was Carl running his mouth, he could have easily said like, it's fucking Carl running his mouth. Carl is the issue. No one else. Yeah. And then I love the way Aaron is like, he's like Riley Christian from uh, last season where it's like, he doesn't want to be in the drama, but he'll speak up when it counts. Right. You know, and And the guys listen. Yeah. 
It's not like he's just popping off like Carl's running his fucking mouth. It's like, no, Aaron speaks up when it fucking matters. He's like, Carl, she's out there crying right now because of lies and garbage that you have put in doubts that you've put into her head. And for what? Exactly. For literally what? But making her upset. And that's where the episode comes to a close. People like that. It's like, you're immature. You are emotionally so immature because like Aaron was saying, it's like, why do you want to hurt other people's feelings when it's a lie? It's not even like you're helping her and it's going to hurt her feelings when you have to like tell her the truth. You are literally making it up to hurt her. That's fucked. To make yourself look better and it backfired. Yeah, really fucking bad. Also, Katie, not sure if you saw this, she tweeted when it was airing uh-huh. and she said that next week it's a Bachelor Nation first. What happens at the rose ceremony? She goes, it's going to be worth the wait. It's a Shut first. Up. Next week? Yeah. So like from this rose ceremony, I'm guessing that she doesn't hand out all of the roses because every single season they have always handed out all of the roses never have they ever had just roses sitting on that fucking table and and like sending other people home without like exactly she could give out another rose but she's saying no i don't want to give you guys a rose you're going all home and katie's season wrapped a whole week early which means she had to send more people home at some point so i'm guessing it's got to be some sort of drama tea for it to be a bachelor first yeah So let's kick off this week's recap of Siesta Key. Last week, they didn't have an episode. It was like the CMT Music Awards. So we are back this week with the fourth episode of Siesta Key. And we were talking, it's not a super eventful episode, but there are some key moments that we do need to address. We're going to follow up with the end of episode three. So at the end of episode three, we saw Brandon and Jordana all over each other. Everyone's at the island. But there are still more people to come. Yeah. And this week, we are getting more of the cast. Mm -hmm. So, but we're going to start off with ending that episode. So this is like the morning after the first night everyone gets to the island and everyone's hammered. And we got the drama with Brandon, his ex-girlfriend Camilla, but then there's also that new girl Jordana that is also on this trip who is all over everyone and their fucking mother's boyfriends. For real. And Jordana, she has got so many ulterior motives. It's like she wants to hook up with Brandon and gives no fucks about Camilla's feelings, which is so but, annoying. Right. But then acting like Camilla, like Camilla, let's be friends. Like let's not have beef. And all Camilla said from the moment they got there, she goes, "If we want to be civil and if you want to be friends, she's like, then please have some respect in the boundaries that are set with me and my ex boyfriend that I had. I have a lot that's still very fresh going on there, and a lot of her. Yeah. Can you just respect that for a little, or at least don't do it in front of my face and." That's what they do. No, and Jordana, the way she talks about Camilla absolutely makes me want to fucking lose it because the way that Jordana talks about Camilla is like, Camilla's such a nice girl. She's right. so nice. It's like, yeah, she is nice because she hasn't fucking lost her shit on you yet, yeah. dude. It's like she's trying to be an adult. And everyone, like Amanda used to do this a little bit too when she was trying to get BG when Camilla was with him. Like they keep pushing and poking Camilla because she's so nice. And it's like, let me just keep walking all over you until finally it's like, back the fuck off exactly like Camille will pop off when she has to so like the first night they're there or whatever with like Jordana being all over Brandon and being all over Juliet's boyfriend Sam and all this shit you know Camilla sees Brandon blatantly making out with Jordana in front of her face as they're all sitting there at the beach and next morning so the start of this episode we see Jordana and Brandon waking up together in the hotel room because they fucked no I can't believe it well, I can. No, I can believe we it. We can absolutely believe it. Because the it's first Brandon night, and Jordana. It's the like, first night. 
you're gonna sleep with her after how everyone was just pissed at you in general so after brandon and jordana hook up amanda's room is right next to brandon's and she hears the whole thing yeah so she confronts brandon and finds out that they fucked so naturally out of respect for camilla she tells camilla and this is right after camilla had just talked about brandon and like kind of explained her feelings she's like obviously i'm trying to act like i don't give a fuck and that i don't care she's like but i do care i loved you and you fucked me over she's like so naturally i care but you don't need to go and do that in front of my face and she's like obviously i do have feelings and brandon is just sitting there looking her dead in the fucking eyes as he knows i just hooked up with jordana literally hours before this yep and also on top of that camilla brings up you know it's like you constantly emailing me and trying to get me back and talking to me she's like you're doing everything wrong it's like this is not the route you should be going if you want to get me back we are only in the position we're in where brandon's like well she's not going to take me back like what am i supposed to do just sit here it's like you are only and our relationship is only in this position based off of your fuck up actions brandon so don't come whining to me where it's like if you want to fix this like you've got us to this point that's why we're here right now and you are consistently making choices To not help either of us or our relationship. It's like, what actions are you making that are actually proving to me that you're changing and that this is something that you want for your future? Like, once again, your words mean nothing. Right after that conversation, Amanda tells Camilla, you know, like, him and Jordana fucked. And I love Camilla in this moment. Immediately turns in front of everyone and is like, Brandon, did you and Jordana hook up? Is this true? In front of everybody, Mike, Sam, yeah. all of them Literally. are in the pool, like, shitting bricks. If Amanda had just asked Brandon in private, where she was like, I heard it all, so you can't even lie to me. And then immediately she's like, well, I have to tell Camilla, because, you know what, great fucking friend move on Amanda's part, because yep. it's like, she was like, told Camilla, she's like, you can let me know moving forward if there's things like this that I find out. I don't, if you don't want to know, believe me, I will not tell you, but this first time, I didn't want you to end up finding out and thinking that everyone here knew besides you, because that fucking sucked. And I go, that, that right, right there. Ooh. Great place because it's like yeah let me know because I'd be pissed if I found out that everyone knew besides me that's the worst feeling but then it's like I don't always need to be right but then I love how she gave her the option where it's like please tell me though in the future like if you don't want to keep hearing this because Brandon is damn well gonna keep fucking the first night he just got bitched out for making out with her on the beach in front of them and he just still goes and fucks her yeah and then acts like no one's gonna find out are you kidding and when Camilla confronts him the audacity of him to be like I don't know everyone get out of my nuts I'm like I am actually going to lose my mind this week we have Kenna and Garrett and then we also have have Tate and Will coming to the island as well as Kara and her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So we have lots of people coming to the island, but it's like, I am so happy that Will is coming. Yes. It's like, Oh, Camilla needs somebody. Not even if it's like a hookup friend or anything, but it's like Will clearly is like making it known to her. Like, I'm interested in you and I'm here for you. And he's not pressuring her at all. If anything, she just needs something to get her mind off of Brandon. And I am so happy that Will is there. And also Will is way hotter than Brandon. I know, I know. It's like, oh my God. At least Will has some fucking prospects. He's a photographer and he's nice and he's handsome. It's like, really what do we got with brandon over here it's like we've given we have given brandon so many chances and it's like this isn't even our relationship but it's like we have tried to like brandon we have tried and it's like he consistently just makes the poor choices over and over for that affect him and everyone else in his life and it's it's like like, i hate people like brandon and jordana that just walk through life and shit on everybody and have no worry or care for the ramifications of how they're hurting people right but then it's like oh but this person isn't forgiving me immediately or like why is everyone mad it's like 
Oh, open your eyes. Exactly. How would you feel? Brandon was fucking pissed at Will before they even went to the island for even like flirting with Camilla. It's like you have literally not an ounce of room to be talking about what the fuck Camilla is able to do. And then the other thing that we really wanted to touch on from this episode is Chloe is officially done with the show. She is done. Her season of Siesta Key has come to an end. And when we're watching this, we're watching the two different groups get it. So we're watching Kelsey and Madison and Ish and Kelsey's boyfriend, Max, watch the video. And then we're also watching Amanda, Camilla, and Julia, and Sam watch the video. So Madison's group, they're watching it, and they're all actually sad. Yeah. What surprised me, I liked Kelsey this episode by far the most I've liked her in any of the past episodes. Right. She seemed empathetic. She seemed nice. She understood Camilla's yeah. feelings. She was like, I understand because she's in a tough spot because she's like technically friends with Jordana. So to a degree, she's kind of got to be on her side, but she realized it was fucked. Right. And when Chloe quit the show, she was sobbing. Yeah. Like she could not con- console herself. Right. She was really upset. And I feel like that was a little bit of guilt coming in because it's like when Chloe tried to make amends with her, she shit on her. Right. And now it's like Chloe's completely ba- just sends this video to all of them while they're on the island, completely not just backing out of coming to the island like she was initially, but like completely backing out of the show. Right. So it's like even when you guys get back from the island, she's not filming. Right. She's and- done. Kelsey and like Madison and them, they're more of like sentimental and sad about it. Like, oh, you know, like that sucks, but good for her. But they're all not close with Chloe like Julia and Amanda and Camilla. Because then we got the polar opposite reaction when Julia and Amanda and all them find out they're pissed. Juliet's like, that's, she's like, I'm bugged. It's like bullshit. It's like, because it's like, you know, they're used to having her. That's her best friend. It'd be like one of us being like, I'd be like, dude, come on, step out of it. Because they still are probably thinking this is a phase. Right. Even if it's not a phase, I understand what they're thinking because it's like they're best friends where they are close. They spend all their time together, especially with Amanda and Julia, especially both of them. Right. So it's like from their point of view, they're like, this is annoying, you know, that they're not coming. I do think that they're a little too critical with it because it's like clearly Chloe, based on her personality, she's not copping out of the show and out of the island just because. And they keep saying like, well, like, I I feel like this place would have been, this island would be perfect perfect for her to come because it's just the vibes here are perfect for what she's doing like her yogi stuff I go you really think that when Chloe gets her you guys are all belligerent trash they were they've been drinking all day all night unlimited drinks in the water in the pool in the ocean it's like there's been already numerous fights do you when do you think yeah in one night there's already been people fucking each other and plenty of fights you think Chloe's gonna miss out on all of that while you guys are all trashed around her and all the drama and she's just gonna go sit there sit there and uh listen to some like kumbaya like what (laughs) sitting by the fire by herself just like reminiscing I do think they need to get a fucking grip a little bit because it's like clearly this isn't a phase to her even if it is a phase a year two year phase whatever I don't even give a shit a little bit of like jealousy of them being like she's just like moving on onto a whole different path of life that the other girls are still stuck in what they're doing day to day. So it's like, right. oh wait, you're not drinking anymore and you're not partying or doing things with us. It's like, it would be a weird dynamic shift. Right. You know, because like, it's like, that was so her thing yeah. for years on end. Right. Also at the same time, she's clearly taking it seriously enough to right. leave something she cares so much about. Right. So I get both point of views. Kelsey and Madison, they're not as close, so they can really be, like, sad and, you know, like, empathetic towards her. Yeah, and more accepting about the fact. Right, whereas Amanda and Juliet, they're like, this is annoying, which I also understand. Right, because they're the closest with her, so they probably get it more than we do. Yeah, exactly. And we end the episode with Kara coming to the island, and Kara is a nemesis of not only Juliet, but also Kelsey. And Garrett. And 
Garrett's actually, new girlfriend the is here. whole fucking cast because when cast. Kara left the show and stopped being a part of it she called them all morons idiots said at least I have my fucking degree unlike half the people on yeah, this at boat. least I graduated high school unlike a majority of you like screaming at them called them all idiots ugly like she yeah. crossed so many boundaries and guess what Madison invited her to the island which I don't even believe that it's the producers because yeah. it's like Madison's really that and close Madison's with her like, once again it's like love Madison and I do she has been sticking up a little bit more than like just taking sides just to be the nice girl like when it comes to Jordana and Camilla she's definitely taking a stance there which I appreciate from her totally but then it's sometimes it's like dude when Madison's letting Kelsey know like hey your arch nemesis Kara I personally invited her here Kelsey's like obviously upset and she's like what come on dude she's like I don't want that negativity I already have Juliet here and we're not getting along and Madison's like she's my friend okay right she's my friend it's like dude I'm sorry, but not every person that you're just like surface level friends with is like your best friend, ride or die. It's like Carol Hash burnt all of her bridges with every single person here. She is so unkind. There is no reason for her to be on the show. No. And also really surprising friend group we got going on here with Garrett and Kenna and, and Kelsey and Max. It's like, they're all really good friends. Right. It's so weird. It is weird. But honestly, I kind of dig it. I kind of vibe. I like that Kenna and Kelsey are friends. Yeah. So next week should definitely be pretty juicy with Kara rolling up. Oh, and she, yeah, she goes, oh, is everyone excited to see me? And she's rolling in on the boat with her boyfriend. It's like, (laughs) uh, absolutely no one is excited. Literally not a single person. Besides maybe Madison. That's it. All right, guys, so we have a lineup for Gossip of the Week. We are going to start off with the TikTokers versus YouTubers fights. Not much to write home about besides two little people. Yes, Bryce Hall versus Austin McBroom. I cannot stand Bryce Hall. We already know that fact. But I hate Austin McBroom even more. So I was rooting. For me to root for Bryce Hall, I mean, astronomical. We've come around. Obviously, it's like maybe I don't hate them as like people. I don't know them personally, you know. But the shit that I've just seen... Like, start to finish, even before this fight was coming out with Bryce and Austin McBroom, the shit about Austin McBroom, the way, he, like, I've seen clips of, like, him and his, the way he treats his wife, his oh, he kids, cheats like, on his wife. I mean, everything about the guy, I'm just like, I really, the energy is not great, even before any of this. I was just like, that Austin McBroom guy, I'm not vibing with at all. Right. Bryce, I think his ego's a little shithead, but that's his whole vibe. That's his whole thing. Right. And also with Bryce, it's like I do grant all of the young TikTokers a grain of salt, just because I'm like, you guys are literally 19. Yeah. We were all fucking dicks when we well, were I 19. I think Bryce Hall's like 21. Because, no, yeah, he had his uh, 21st oh, birthday party right. with the strippers. So he's like 21, 22, but still. Exactly. Hanging out with the 18, 19-year-olds. It's like they're in the same fucking group. Where it's like, um, Austin McBroom, you are married. You have children. So definitely a lot of beef going into that. I thought for sure, like, Austin McBroom was like, oh, yeah, I was a D1 basketball player. I'm an athlete. Like, this will be fine. I've never, like, boxed in my life or anything. And then Bryce is like, I've been in 40 street fights. Like, not a boxer, but he's like, I've fought. And he right. has fought but, a lot of fights. Yeah. You know, I think this dude is definitely can throw a fucking punch if he needs he's, to on the streets. What he is is scrappy. He's scrappy. It's exactly. like, that he, works in he's street got fights. A, he's got a lot of, what's it, like, the bark is bigger than the bite. Exactly. Because it's like when you're fighting someone random on the street, yeah, when they're not expecting it, I'm sure you can fucking win. But right. it's like Austin is actually an athlete, has been training. And not that Bryce hasn't, but it's like, okay, we Who got knows? a little bit of a difference right. here. And uh, Bryce pretty much gets his shit rocked. Um, <laughs> Only thing I was happy as about was I finally saw that hairline I've been out <laughs> We saw that forehead. We saw that forehead and I don't want to see it again. Nope. 
Put it back. It was the, Put it away. The, literally the Twitter roundups of like the photos and the yeah. names of him when he's getting rocked and his hair's like blown back. Blown back. I'm like, there's your face. I've been wanting to see it, buddy. There's- but yeah, it was just the cringe of after he loses when he has the mic up next to his mouth and he goes, you know, I'm not a fighter. I've never claimed to be a fighter. It's like, yes, you have, Bryce. Numerous fucking times, in fact. Yeah, literally. And it's just like, it's so embarrassing because no, it's like, yeah. not just like, okay, he lost to Austin McBroom and there's beef there. Like, that sucks that you lost to him because you guys have been talking shit. But the fact that Bryce is so consistently in his life, anytime they go out screaming and trying to fight people on the streets, yeah. he's constantly like, I'll fight you, bro. I'll fight you. Now, no one's, now no one's scared of you. No, that doesn't mean anything. It's like, now it's just getting slapped back in your face. And then the other person we want to talk about was Vinny Hacker. Woo, baby! <laughs> it's getting out! It's like, keep your fucking Whoa. pants on. Keep your pants on. Oh, <laughs> your eyeballs almost popped out of your head when I said that it was at, like it definitely shook yeah it is I'm hot I'm sweating I don't even know who Vinny no, is I never knew who Vinny he was to, before he used to be a part of the Sway Boys and he, now he's like over at the Hype House a little bit like he's I, Rando. 18 years old is he? yes and Vinny was the only TikToker that actually won his fight and a, a damn good fight he was smoking out there in more <laughs> ways than one well did you hear his like he got interviewed like a couple weeks before the fight and they were all talking about how much they were training and they were like so Vinny have you been training he's like no <laughs> should I be that's what he was at I mean like he was like dumbfounded as if should I be training for this is everyone else training yeah and so then I guess in these two weeks he's really fucking bulked up yeah. and like gotten his shit together yeah because he ended up winning the fight fuck yeah but the well, moment on looks alone even oh. if you didn't win the fight you win in my book baby <laughs> and the thing is what really sold at home for me with Vinny was after the fight the YouTuber yes. that lost he was so upset like I mean like really upset he was posting on Twitter being like I'm sorry I let everyone down I'm such a failure like he really was taking it to heart and Vinny went right up to him in the ring in like the afterwards. ring and he goes you're stronger than that and I swear to god you are not a failure and the guy kept being like I'm a failure I'm a failure he's like no you're not grabbing his shoulders yeah, he's and being like, like you're not literally I'm like that right there. We got some character. Yep. And, and, we, I and you say, won the fight. Howdy do. <laughs> Howdy do. Just overall, a perfect specimen to win the fight. Because not only do you not have a huge ego where you're right. being a dick, but you won. And then when you go up to the person that lost and made them feel better. Yep. And you know what? I also will uh, commend a little. I hate to do this. Austin McBroom. I hate giving anyone praise that I don't like, but he did also when after he yep. won, he was like props to like everyone should give mad respect to Bryce too. Like he right. wasn't just talking about himself. He talked about how great and it, Bryce deserves respect too for a great fight. Like I appreciated it, that. It's ballsy to go out there and put um, yourself out there to be get your ass beat. If you lose, especially as like a dude, like there goes your ego. Anytime you're ever trying to talk shit in the future and fight anyone, like in general, it ain't gonna. It's embarrassing. Exactly. Like I would be scared to get up there because it's like if I cannot guarantee myself that I'm gonna win this fight like uh loser alert I feel like you'd win I I would have to it would literally like the devil would come out inside of me just solely so I don't have to be embarrassed after for losing right and speaking of girls fighting now everyone's talking about a potential tiktoker girls Mm -hmm. fighting which you know what it's like obviously all the girls are jumping at the biz because it's huge press you get a ton of fucking money millions for fucking fighting and making it a big thing and also girls are always way overconfident when fighting yeah oh for (laughs) sure oh my god yeah but it's like all of the girls, you know, all these major TikTok girls are coming out being like, I'm ready to fight. Who's going to fight me? Like, let's do this. Let's set it up. Everyone's pumped. 
pumped and ready. All these girls are coming out here saying they're ready to go, but no one's being like, let's do it then. It's like, oh, Bryce, in two seconds, they can plot this shit for the dudes. But it's like, why aren't we, why aren't we jumping at the bits for the girls to do it? Because all of us girls are fucking ready. Exactly. And also, it's like, frankly. It's not just a boys fucking sport. I would rather watch a girl fight than a dude fight. Because it's like. Uh, one for guys, it's like when girls fight, it's hot. So it's yeah. like guys would watch that. Yeah, girls support girls, so girls are watching it. Yeah. and then it's like also, it's like I would love to see how these girls are scrappy. Okay, next up on gossip of the week, we have Billie Eilish. She always weasels her way into I know. our gossip we of the week. We can't not her and the Kardashians love and them. Ariana Grande. Oh. I feel like they're always something we got to address. Oh, so Billie, what the controversy is? So we a couple weeks ago talked about Billie Eilish's music video "Lost Cause." And remember, <laughs> big old jokes. We got the big old boobies in there. Yeah. And Billie Eilish posted like picture of her with like all of the girls surrounding her from that music video, and the caption was, "I love girls." Normally, any other day, I I'd say I didn't think twice about it. But of course, Twitter and TikTok are fucking losing it, and everyone is kind of thinking, you know, trying like, to piece it together. Exactly. It's like, is she giving us a hint because it's Pride Month and like lots of. Uh, celebrities, aka influencers, have recently come out this month, right. being like, "I'm bi or I'm gay" or and something. And I feel like, like it's that. always been people have kind of like like been wondering since we've seen Billy, like, is she kind of bi? Because we've never seen her date people. She's not really open about who she's talking to that much. Post. Comes out with this post in Pride Month saying, "I love girls," right? And so naturally, everyone is fucking losing it, and people are actually getting mad, which is stupid in my eyes. People are like, she's like queer baiting everyone, saying that she's trying to act like she's gay and she's not. It's like she said three words. I love girls. And I love girls too. Like exactly. What is that? Who knows what she means? And also, maybe she doesn't know if she likes girls or boys or maybe she's interested in it. She is, maybe she hasn't even decided for herself yet. Exactly. And frankly, it's like everyone that's actually annoyed about it can cram it because it's like, it's her own thing. If she's saying that, it's not queer baiting. It's not like she's trying to do anything. She's literally just saying, I love girls. It could be like, I love my friends. If she said, I love my friends, would that be different? It's honestly nobody else's fucking business. And if she wants to come out and say it, she can. And frankly, there are ties to her dating a different guy right now. So it's like that right there. It's like, okay, well, she's tied to dating a guy. So you don't really know shit. And let her decide it when she's ready to fucking tell us she will. She won't just put or a generic like statement. I think if she wants to tell us, she'll fucking come out and tell us straight up. Right. Like we don't always need, need to, to read between the lines no. here, people. Why are, and it's like, imagine like a group, if we had a group, that picture of us, like a group of our friends and we were like, what should the caption be? Like, I love girls. Like I love girls more than fucking boys. Fuck yeah. yeah you know exactly. what I mean? It's like, that would just be a cute little caption. That would be like, I love girls. The amount of people <laughs> I have seen talking about this stupid caption. I'm like, oh I literally God. can't handle it anymore. I can't. And then the final thing we have to talk about this week is call her daddy, Alex Cooper. She is moving to Spotify only. She released the new season, Call Her Daddy. She is going solely on Spotify, which I'm annoyed because I'm an Apple person. Yep. And it's like, which I know that Spotify people are like, Apple is garbage. Get yeah. on Spotify. But I cannot figure out the Spotify <laughs> app. Me either. I have tried a hundred times. Something about it isn't clicking home with me. <laughs> and so now it's solely on Spotify. So she's totally has like spread her wings and fly <laughs> from Barstool. And yeah, she got the IP. Yes, she sure did. And she makes it very clear in her first episode that Dave knew about her trying to get new deals. Dave knew everything, but it's like Alex played it right. And this just shows you it is all about timing. It's like Sophia trying to leave early and break their contract and break their deal. It never worked. And it's like Alex like made a deal with Dave. She fulfilled her deal. It's been a year since that whole ordeal. It's called compromise. Absolutely. You're getting the fucking IP 
do whatever that man says for a little bit amount of time. Exactly. And then run for the hills if you want. And Alex negotiated her way to a $60 million deal. I mean, talk about goals. $60 million just for solely, like, being a Spotify podcast. And she just signed up to be on Spotify for, like, three years. Yeah, and I'm so pissed about that. But, like, <laughs> I know. Because I, I would have already listened to it by now. I literally haven't listened to the full thing because I, I'm not, what the fuck? Am I going to go to stories, scroll up, I'm download, and I don't, I'm going to have to download the Spotify app. Right. Stupid. <laughs> I know. We both are really Because all my other podcasts Apple. are on my Apple podcast. So it's yep. like, that's just where I'm at, my home base. Right. No, but like, platform. we were also saying like, imagine, Sophia's obviously seeing that oh, Alex absolutely. just made a $60 million deal and is skyrocketing. As Sophia currently has like 25,000 followers on TikTok. And it's trying to make Sophia with an F happen. Well, they ain't happening, sister. Forget it. Like, fetch ain't happening. No. I would be the most jealous oh. and like bitch ever if I was Sophia is she, literally locking herself away. I don't even want to see social media while this no. is going on. No, yeah. I mean, karma full, comes full circle, sister. Yeah. And that's why also you don't listen to, and let just men come into your life and just walk all over and tell you what you, to do for your own business decisions and shit. It's like, exactly. she didn't have her also boyfriend, that new boyfriend, Mr. Suitman, coming in and talking down her fucking throat. It's like, then she could have spe- spoken for herself and this might not have been an issue. And now she's not even with Bitter Suitman. Bitter in the ass. Yeah. yeah, now she's not even with Suitman. So it's like, nice how that played out. Exactly. So, so on a $60 million deal. A $60 million deal. <laughs> deal. All right, snitches, that is a wrap of this week's episode. Next week, me and Meredith are going to be out of town. I got my birthday vacation. Mare's flying back to Michigan. So do not count on another episode uh, for next week, but we will be back the following week. And snitches, I guess we'll see you when we see you. The I wish you could wheeze on command. I wish I could do. <laughs> fucking good. Fully yeah, extended out of my... We got the pain of Hey, T-Mobile. <laughs>